slowly stolen day by day counting these mail-in ballots. And it's absolutely absurd for anyone to take our election seriously when we we just it's election month, Alex. It's not election day. And that's the problem. And it, everything changed after COVID-19. They illegally changed state elections, uh, mailing ballots to anyone and everyone, and sometimes mailing multiple ballots to people. Well, this isn't any way to run an election. We are in a serious country when we have elections that can be stolen like this. And I believe that just like I believe the election was stolen in 2020, and I have no problem saying that, and it's, it is so absurd for the media and the Democrats to attack us that, that question our election integrity and question the, you know, the fact that elections um, shouldn't be run the way they are. We're not election deniers. We're election realists, and we want to see elections that are done in such a way where no one can question them, Democrats or Republicans. Marjorie Taylor Greene had such a giant tsunami, they couldn't steal it from her. But wow, they certainly are doing it all over the place. Carrie Lake's calling fraud. Uh, we have the cameras going out at key areas. It's all in the key battleground areas. MTG, great to have you with us. Thank you so much, Alex, and I'm happy to be on with you today. We got about two and a half minutes to break. We'll get in the meat and potatoes next segment, but your first response to what we're witnessing. In Arizona, I think we watched the election be uh, stolen, slowly stolen day by day, counting these mail-in ballots. And it's absolutely absurd for anyone to take our election seriously when we, we just, it's election month, Alex. It's not election day. And that's the problem. And it, everything changed after COVID-19. They illegally changed state elections, uh, mailing ballots to anyone and everyone, and sometimes mailing multiple ballots to people. Well, this isn't any way to run an election. We are in a serious country when we have elections that can be stolen like this. And I believe that just like I believe the election was stolen in 2020, and I have no problem saying that, and it's, it is so absurd for the media and the Democrats to attack us that, that question our election integrity and question the, you know, the fact that elections um, shouldn't be run the way they are. We're not election deniers. We're election realists, and we want to see elections that are done in such a way where no one can question them, Democrats or Republicans. Many Democrats have questioned elections over the years. Hillary Clinton, Stacey Abrams, I mean, we can go down the list. Even the press secretary questioned uh, 2018 Stacey Abrams election in Georgia. Carrie Lake is right to be calling it exactly what it is, election fraud. And, you know, the people of Arizona deserve better. The people of the United States deserve better in our elections. And so until everyone is willing to get on the same page and, and really work hard to protect our elections, then the same thing will continue to keep happening. So it makes me question about 2024 now. I agree. Let's cover the waterfront when we come back. But what you say is so central. I saw a compilation video this weekend of dozens of newscasts saying the exact same thing it's normal we've always waited weeks this is the this is the new normal it's not the new normal ladies and gentlemen marjorie taylor green is our guest we're going to look at what's currently happening 2024 trump DeSantis, uh january 6 jam-packed segment mail-in ballots straight ahead stay with us mtg has them really scared it's why they demonize her and lie about her despite all their fraud in georgia and we know it went on the evidence is coming out she won by 60 6%, 33% 
extra. They are so scared of her. Only massive tsunamis, only red waves can stop the fraud. She overwhelmed the algorithms. And remember, Mark Elias, Hillary Clinton's lawyer, ran around the country, but mainly targeted her to try to stop her from being able to run. So if you want to know they'll steal elections, they try to stop our most popular candidates for running or running for re-election. These people, in my view, are criminals. We were talking during the break. You were making points before we went to break about the mail-in ballots, about what we just witnessed and what Americans have to do. MTG, lay it on us. Well, what we're seeing right now is unbelievable. And I can't, I can't imagine that people sit on the sidelines and just allow this to continue. Here's the problem, Alex, is we, we have to look not only at this election, we have to look at 2020's election, and we have to think forward to 2024. And in order to win elections, our elections have to be secure and voters have to be confident in the process. But voters are not confident in the process when ballots just get continued to be counted slowly every single day. And then you watch a strong Republican candidate like Carrie Lake uh, lose day after day and lose. And then to, to the point where the media finally calls it. For the Democrat candidate and here in California, we're watching elections be slowly counted and slowly counted. This is this is worse than a third world country. We're the laughing stock of the world. That's what our elections are. And our enemies know it. And we're being played. And the American people deserve better. Here's why, Alex, the taxpayers pay for the elections. They pay for the ballots. They pay for the people that work the elections. They pay for the machines. They pay for all of it. And so they're the customer. So the taxpayers and the voters, they deserve better. They deserve voter ID. We should have same day, one day elections, not election months, not where it drags out over and over and over. Mail-in ballots should be reduced drastically only to certain emergency scenarios. And we should have voter ID, voter ID, only citizens can vote. These are easy fixes that would make elections secure and give voters confidence. That's what we should care about is voter confidence. And until that happens, um, we're going to continue to have real problems. And we've been warned about it over and over. President Trump has talked about it nonstop uh, for nearly two years now, and he's right to do so. But guess what? So have the Democrats. They have talked about election fraud. They have talked about stolen elections. Um, and Democrats will do anything. They'll, they'll try to take people like me off the ballot through lawsuits. And that's what you were talking about just a moment ago. But it is a very real issue, and, and it's something that I'm concerned about, and I will continue to fight for it. Um, we're fighting up here in, in Washington, D.C. Let me tell you something that is, is, is very possible, and I'm very concerned about it. We don't even know how many seats we are going to hopefully win the majority with. We may have 219 seats. You see, we, have, we need 218 to be the majority. But if we have such a razor thin, razor thin majority like that, the Democrats can possibly choose a speaker by pulling away a few Republicans to vote with them for one speaker that they can all tolerate and get along with. Well, let me tell you something, Alex, the most important thing that Republicans need, we need the gavel and we need subpoena power. We need subpoena power because without subpoena power, we cannot hold these traitors accountable for all of the corruption that they have been doing to the American people for the past two years. Subpoena power can only come if Republicans choose the speaker. And I'll tell you right now, there's talks going on with the very moderate Republicans in our conference 
of speaking with the Democrats. There was one particular congressman, Don Bacon, that actually told a reporter last night that he would consider working with the Dem Democrats to choose a speaker. And that's something that should terrify every single American. You know, the next two years, we're, we don't have the White House. The next two years, we do not control the Senate. The next two years, we're going to have a razor thin, razor thin majority of Republican controlled House. And that's why we have to be unified behind a speaker, just our speaker. So we have subpoena power. And that's what this is all about. Subpoena power. And we've got to control the purse strings. Absolutely. And we need the House. Fighting. We need the House to be able to start the uh, indictment process for impeachment uh, of Biden, who certainly deserves it for open borders for Ukraine, for Hunter Biden, all the things they're doing. Uh, what do you make separately of the attempt to drive a wedge by corporate media between Trump and DeSantis? What do you make of uh, that whole attempted civil war they're trying to kick off? Well, I have to give you props. Alex, you were right all along. This is a war of information. It's the information war. And I love to say it, Alex Jones is right. And you have been right on that. And Republicans, we are constantly losing this war. You know, there's so many donors Republican donors donate hundreds of millions of dollars that go to organizations and PACs and places all over the country, but they never fight the war of information. They never fight the left. The left controls the media. And when the left controls the media, they control the narrative. And you can see that their media is very powerful and they beat up Republican candidates every single election cycle. I get smeared and lied about every single day in the news. I get vilified every single day in the news. When If they actually talked to me and knew what I'm about and, and who I am as a person, they could never say those things about me, but they control the media. What we have to do is we have to fight smarter, Alex. We need to declare war on the media that's called, controlled I by totally the I totally agree. You've got to go early because your vote just got called, but the minute and a half we have left, yes. this FTX, Sam, Bankman, Fried, all this stuff, we now know was a Democrat money laundering slush fund funding their operations, right. siphoning money off. Uh, if the Republicans take the House, are, are, are you going to call for committee hearings and investigation into them and their money laundering slush fund of FTX to Ukraine and the $50 million they, they gave the Democrats in, in this election cycle? Absolutely, Alex. And that's why that's why I am I am going to vote for Kevin McCarthy for speaker, because we need the gavel to have subpoena power in order to do just that. Those those things are outrageous. That is American taxpayer dollars that was supposed to be aid to Ukraine that clearly went into the cyber investment program and this in, went into this. Um, you know, it, it's it's outrageous. We have got to hold those people accountable. I want an audit of every single penny that has gone to Ukraine. But in order to do that, we have to have the gavel and we have to have subpoena power. That's the most important thing that I can express to people. We can we could choose any speaker we want um, and it, we could fight for these conservative outlines and, and policies that I absolutely adore, but we can't get anything done over the next two years. We've got to have the gavel. We've got to have and that's why power. Tucker said and on the eve of the hold them accountable. I agree. That's what Tucker said on the eve of the election. They've got to steal it because they're cornered rats. The good news is humanity's waking up. Populism's exploding. MTG, thank you so much for joining us. Now go, go get that vote done. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. There she goes, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And she'll be in studio with us hopefully very, very soon. What a what a great lady. All right. We're going to start the next hour, and I'm going to then take my time getting into the model of the new COVID rollout, the new lockdowns Biden's planning. It's admitted now 
it's it, it's about to go down and, and but we have the public waking up we can stop it we can do it together if we're going to have fraudulent elections does it matter who we nominate does it matter how we illustrate the issues does it matter if our candidate wins in the presidential debates uh, you cannot tell me in an election in which if you added the vote that went to all of the Republican candidates for Congress, there's between three and five million more people voted Republican in the last election, yet we're expected to believe that they retained the Senate. We're expected to believe that we only narrowly won the House. Uh, this is the single most important issue for Trump to address. This, If this issue is not fixed, well, then there's no point in having an election. Well, there's a lot of calculus goes into this, but also a lot of discernment. And Trump is far from perfect. None of us are. But I got to tell you, he's got the New World Order scared of him. They've been persecuting the living hell out of him. And I love it when Jared Kushner, who we know is a villain, him in his 666 Fifth Avenue building and, and Trump's daughter, now that they are openly attacking Trump and distancing themselves, uh, that means the knives are out for Trump and they're coming after him. And so if we don't support Trump now, we don't support free and fair elections. We don't support the president that we voted in and the deep state stole it from us. Donald Trump announcement 2024 pressures will run to make us great and glorious again. As Trump announced 2024 White House run, GOP mega donors back to Santa's and other Republicans. Trump seeks White House again. GOP uh, loses legal probes. Murdoch reportedly tells Trump his political career is over, threatens to back opponent in 2024. Christie applauded after bashing Trump at GOP governor meeting. Broadcast networks take a pass on Trump campaign announcement. New election, same result. Most incumbents win 2022 rematch. Uh, it goes on and on and on. So... That's where I basically stand on this is the issues. And that's what I'll continue to hammer regardless of who's in the White House. But Trump running on stopping election fraud, I think, is really central. He also talked about border security, backing uh, the police and, and not defunding them. And, you know, a lot of other things that resonate with with Trump's base. But we know that uh, the Jan 6 committee came out and said they don't care if there's a normal rule that you don't prosecute somebody when they're running for president because it's obvious political persecution but it's a rule that we shouldn't have had the lady that ran the elections running for governor and now winning by fraud obviously uh, in arizona they're doing whatever they want not because they're strong but because they're weak they're cornered rats culturally politically the world is turning against the new world order the question is can america get out of its coma and realize that before it's too late roger stone you raise the single most important uh, issue here, Alex, and that is it doesn't really matter at the end of the day whether we nominate former President Donald Trump or whether we nominate Governor DeSantis or who we nominate if we can't have free, fair, honest, transparent elections. What's just happened in Arizona is an abomination. Uh, the, the ballots that were tested the night before the election uh, are, uh, are the correct 19 inches long. On election day, the paper ballots that are sent to only Republican precincts are 20 inches long. The machines are specifically made not, not to accept them. 
Uh, in one case, an election judge I spoke to said a person tried to get the tabulator to receive their ballot 15 times and it was rejected. Well, it's rejected because the, the trays inside the tabulator are not made to take that paper. Now, this wasn't done by accident. This was done willfully. The, the, the ballots that were used to do the tests the night before um, weren't even done by the printer at the polling place, as required by law. Um, they were printed at a central location. So uh, if we're going to have fraudulent elections, does it matter who we nominate? Does it matter how we illustrate the issues? Does it matter if our candidate wins in the presidential debates? Uh, you cannot tell me in an election in which if you added the vote that went to all of the Republican candidates for Congress, there's between three and five million more people voted Republican in the last election, yet we're expected to believe that they retained the Senate. We're expected to believe that we only narrowly won the House. Uh, this is the single most important issue for Trump to address. This, If this issue is not fixed, well, then there's no point in having an election. Uh, as I have said on this show and elsewhere, if a person steals a car and there's no consequences for stealing that car, that person is going to go out and steal another car. Uh, I would say this for the for the globalists, uh, the Democrats and their handmaidens in the mainstream media. They had between 2020 and 2022 to perfect their stealing. Uh, the, one of the problems they had in 2020 was making the total number of ballots cast match the number of ballots that they reported. Now they've found a way to do that. But if you were voting in Arizona, in Maricopa County, in the morning, the odds were overwhelming that your ballot did not go through the tabulators. And therefore, they say to you, oh, just throw it in this box, box number three or door number three, uh, and we'll count it later. We don't know that. Those votes were even counted, even though a, an election judge signed off on each batch of them. So I, it's very hard to understand how Florida and Texas, uh, much, much larger states than Arizona, all of them on machine, all of them with mail-in ballots, unfortunately, just like Arizona, can, can have all their elections wrapped up by about an hour and a half after the polls closed. But in Arizona, it's a week later uh, before they finally enacted the big steal. And they elected a woman who, in the campaign style of Joe Biden, spent most of her time in the basement during this campaign, who didn't recuse herself as Secretary of State. So she overlooked the her own election and the fraud there. Uh, I really think that Carrie Lake has a significant constitutional legal issue, which is the disenfranchisement of all those people who tried to vote in the morning, we cannot give up on election integrity. We cannot give up on the fight for honest elections. In fact, it must be the centerpiece of Trump's campaign if he is going to succeed. Well, you're right, Roger. I mean, this is classic foxes watching the hen house and only key Republican districts have the machines fail and turn off. Only Republican districts are given basically fake ballots that don't work. Only Republican districts all over the country and key battlegrounds are given black Sharpies, which the machines don't then read. I mean, they are openly engaged in racketeering fraud. 
with the same scams in this key battlegrounds as two years ago. And if we don't have some mechanism to stop them, they're going to keep doing it forever. And now the Democratic Party is calling all their political opposition terrorists and white supremacists. And the ADL coming up next hour is giving an award to Pfizer and saying basically censor and shut down anybody that doesn't want to take injections, experimental injections. So you're now anti-Semitic if you want control over your body. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. Meanwhile, it really disturbs me to see Elon Musk, who I really, based on everything I see, I really like. Why is he meeting with the ADL in order to come up with a definition of hate speech? This is really simple. Anything that the ADL disagrees with, they call hate speech. Uh, that's not free expression. That's not free speech. Why would you even meet with these people? They're the ones who want to limit everyone's free expression. Uh, so Twitter remains uh, the sewer that it is, the toilet that it is. I'm really praying that Elon Musk uh, will clean it up, will allow people like you and I and President Trump and so many others to return to that platform. But I'm not betting on it, to be honest with you. I'm going back to Parler, which I must tell you, I'm liking much better. I'm finding traction again on Parler that was missing. So uh, I'm, I'm still working the, the alternatives. Gab, Telegram, uh, True Social, of course, uh, Getter to a certain extent. Um, I, I, I still want my voice out there, but I'm not clear on what Elon Musk is doing. But transparency and getting back our voice to demand free, fair elections is an absolute important element of this whole fight. Absolutely. It's key for us to stop obsessing over Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and getting back on there. And if you go to Infowars.com, every article under the main image or main video has all the different ways you can post. Sure, post if you've got Facebook or Twitter, but but use uh, Telegram, use Rumble, use Getter, use Gab, use email, use Twitch. Uh, use some of the other uh, great sites that are out there. Uh, you know, Rumble is 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 really kicking ass, and those things are all growing to the globalist chagrin. They are not able to stop us when we build our own infrastructures. That's why they hate Gateway Pundit. That's why they hate Infowars.com. That's why they hate our platform. That's why they hate Frank Speech because we are all building our own infrastructures, and we the people—that's you, the great listeners—are spreading the word about Roger Stone's weeknight show, 5 p.m. And my broadcast and Harrison Smith weekday mornings 8 a.m. and Owen Schroyer with the War Room 3 p.m. Central. The only way, though, the dog hunts is when you let us out. You open the gate, we'll fight the New World Order. Once you're able, we're so integrated into our machines now. We're so um, constantly. Uh, it, it, managing our electronic devices, using our devices, and those devices process us on such a deep level that to be able to control the information flows through those devices is really nothing short of being able to create and manipulate people's very reality. And this is just a very dangerous Rubicon that I think has already been crossed in terms of the level of power that can be wielded by um, the technocrats who have sort of the, the, inside, um, uh, the inside access to how those algorithms work and what exactly they're doing with it. Dr. Darren Beatty joins us for one segment, then Steve Bannon for another segment after that. 
Well, he heads up Revolver News. He doesn't need any introduction, and they're always on the cutting edge. So I'm going to give him the floor for the balance of this segment, Revolver.News. Wow, I could ask 100 questions, but front and center for Dr. Darren Beatty, former Trump advisor and speechwriter. What in the world just happened, and where do you see this going? You know, it's a wild election with mixed results, and it really, um, I think, defies any easy explanation. There's a piece that we ran that was visible in the shot that you showed about uh, the steel. Is the steel on? And we drew attention to various states that made some changes to the election laws and others that didn't. Um, and that's an important piece to look at. And we always want to be vigilant about ensuring that votes that are made are votes that are counted. However, I think it goes beyond sort of the traditional understanding of fraud as this kind of uh, from the, some uh, kind of malicious context of rigging machines and so forth. I think much of the election shenanigans uh, that we saw yesterday, I think a lot of it, frankly, can be attributed to a, a different kind of fraud, and that is the fraud of third world incompetence. I really think that third world incompetence is in making encroachments and inroads into our country in a way that people don't fully appreciate. I want and you to elaborate on that, but I mean, just Google directing over 90% of traffic to Democrats, blocking Republicans yeah. and covering up Democrat corruption and blocking Hunter Biden's laptop and the Ministry of Truth. I mean, they admit that swings elections. That's election meddling right there. Absolutely. And that's why I think that um, discussion of election fraud, election meddling, uh, can sometimes be um, uh, counterproductively narrow because yes, there's the issue that people look at and say, okay, are there are they stuffing ballots? Are they you know are there mules? Uh, are the machines somehow hacked from somewhere? It's not to say that we shouldn't pay attention to those things, but. There are different forms of quote unquote fraud. There is the massive manipulation of the entire information ecosystem, the information war, the info war, if you will, that has a tremendous effect on how people not only vote, but how people process reality at the most basic level. So it goes beyond even politics. That's something that is profoundly important. Um, the construction of political machines. And again, there's cheating, but then there's the game itself. The Democrats have managed to position themselves very, very strongly in terms of the game itself, in terms of making their machines even more robust in light of the post-COVID era. And the Republicans have not done that to their detriment. So I think there are other things like this that we need to focus on. No, you're right. If they don't uh, focus on the technocracy and the uh, Ministry of Truth that we now confirm through Intercept is still operating illegally with the CIA and DHS spying, surveilling the Democrat think tanks. I mean, big tech uh, with big corporations, the Democratic Party, and with the WEF around the world, they are establishing a digital dictatorship, and that should be the main focus. Absolutely. That's that's the main focus. And it really transcends politics in the narrower sense in terms of its importance, because once you're able, we're so integrated into our machines now. We're so um, constantly 
managing our electronic devices, using our devices. And those devices process us on such a deep level that to be able to control the information flows through those devices is really nothing short of being able to create and manipulate people's very reality. And this is just a very dangerous Rubicon that I think has already been crossed in terms of the level of power that can be wielded by um, the technocrats who have sort of the, the inside um, uh, the inside access to how those algorithms work and what exactly they're doing with it. So, Doc, what comes next? Uh, I mean, I see this enraging people. I see it waking people up faster. Uh, I see exit polls showing Democrats say that they 70 plus percent hate Biden and we're voting for change. I mean, I, they did have key areas where the machines got shut down to suppress stuff and midnight and 1 a.m. deliveries in Michigan of the ballots. I mean, obviously, there's classic Democrat machine stuff, but you're right. That's mm -hmm. secondary to fill up any holes. 90 percent of the attack is the technocracy. What do we do? Because the Republican leadership, most of them are on the big tech payroll. Most of them don't even have any technical understanding. So they're basically like blind men, uh, you know, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it's very discouraging, but it's also sobering in a certain way. You know, it's a, there's talk about like the hacking of machines and election machines, but really so many people's minds have been hacked such that they're unable to really process basic reality. I mean, just think of the fact that New York has basically dwindled into a kind of Mad Max-like crime-infested free-for-all, and Zeldin didn't even win. I mean, that's a remarkable thing. Think of the fact that John Fetterman, who can barely speak, a human cyborg, basically a dinosaur-type character from Jurassic Park. Some creature like this is going to be in the United States Senate? How is that possible? Like, it really, in some ways, I like, I like to focus on Fetterman because it, he's symbolically such an imperfect embodiment of what our quote-unquote democracy has become. Now, who knows? Maybe there's a grand strategy to this. Maybe Elon, our pal Elon, will hook him up with Neuralink and he'll become Fetterman X <laughs> and, and rise as America's new Caesar. As no, we know, it's, it's really the model of the future. Flat, total flesh puppets <laughs> that can't even comprehend the, the orders they're being given. And their chief of staff is actually the globalist representative. I mean, this is, I mean, Biden, Fetterman, it's all emblematic. And then Hochul. You know, won by what seventy something percent. I mean, it's it's just it's it's or she won by fifty two percent. Some districts over seventy. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely. So even self preservation is being driven out of these people. Absolutely. And again, this isn't this isn't fraud. This isn't this is just the state of our quote unquote democracy. Is that so many people are in such a state of zombie mode who are so unreflectively and zealously attached to whatever slop the controlled media shoves down their throats that simply by default, with the assistance of a robust turnout machine that the Democrats have for the lowest information. They're able to they're able to win. They're able to win. All right, Revolver News, Revolver.news. Thank you so much, Dr. Darren Beatty.
Thank you. Thank you so much and join us during this important part of history.